It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports, news, notes, opinion, and insider information you can't find anywhere else. I'm Jay Catch, your host here. Thanks again for joining me on this Monday edition of the show. Layout of how we're going to go about things today goes as follows. This first segment, we're talking about BYU's big recruiting weekend, guys that committed over the weekend, as well as where BYU stands with certain other recruits and commits that they are looking to lock down with the early signing period starting just two days from today on Wednesday. We'll break that down in the first segment here. Also some comments from Coach Kalani Sitake on the Zone Sports Network last week that we'll get to as well. Second segment of the show, we're recapping BYU's gut punch loss Saturday against UNLV. Credit to the Cougars for battling back, but they lose it all the same. We'll break down that game for you in the second segment. And in the final segment of the show, we will wrap things up with quick hits where we hit up on the other news and notes from the BYU Athletic Department that we that we haven't had a chance to touch on quite yet in today's show. So there you go. That's the layout of today's show. We are brought to you today by our good friends at Sling TV, as well as one of our title sponsors, All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of those companies coming up here. Here in a moment. Thanks again for joining me. Monday edition of Locked On Cougars. Let's get going. BYU football holding their big recruiting weekend ahead of the early signing period this past weekend. Upwards of 15 different recruits and commits were on campus checking out BYU, going snowmobiling, do all, doing all the fun things that BYU players do on their official visits. And by all accounts, it was a pretty successful weekend for BYU. Uh, let's start off first, though, by talking about who BYU picked up over the weekend that we know of so far. They picked up one commit in George Udo. Um, he is from California, Berrien Christian High School. Uh, he's a defensive back for his high school. There's been some talk of him potentially bulking up, playing some linebacker. He's an athletic player, but I actually would expect that just based on his size and what I've seen on film from him, I think he probably stays at defensive back, plays safety or cornerback for BYU. But all in all, he's a great player, and BYU feels like they found a diamond in the rough. He's currently rated as a two-star prospect according to the 24-7 sports composite rankings, somewhere in the 76th percentile, the .76 percentile. So uh, firmly in two-star territory, but BYU coaches and the coaching staff feel like they have a guy that could definitely be a difference maker. Another guy that feel like could be a help for them here in a couple of years is Nevada transfer Nephi Sewell. The former Desert Hills High School star uh, racked up over 100 tackles in the two years he played for the Wolfpack there in Reno. Decided he was tran- wanted to transfer, and he is going to be a BYU Cougar. He posted on Twitter last night 
uh, with uh, pictures of him in a BYU uniform along with his parents with the tag, I'm home. Uh, Sewell will have to sit out one season uh, and then will be joining BYU and be eligible to play in 2020. He is a safety, which is the good news for BYU is he could step in and replace guys like Diane Gonwoloku, Austin Lee, and Troy Warner as all three of those players, as well as, well as a few others in that safety group, will be seniors in 2019. And you could see a a logical move to have Sewell step in and start at safety the year after that. I'll have to prove himself, of course. He'll be on the practice squad this upcoming season for BYU. Uh, a chance to get ahead on academics for him potentially here in this year off, the year in residency, as the NCAA likes to call it. But best of luck to him, and it's good to have him because I think he's a talented player. And the big news out of this also, it could help BYU in their pursuit of his younger brother. Noah Sewell is a four-star prospect out of Orem High School, part of the 2020 class, was a man amongst boys this past season as Orem won their second straight 4A state title in the state of Utah. He is going to have offers from coast to coast, but the fact that one of his brothers is at BYU should help BYU in terms of just attracting more interest from him. We'll see how that plays out, but it never hurts to have a family member in the fold. All right, uh, other players that keep you updated on Blake Freeland. Uh, the prospect out of Harriman High School, six foot eight athlete, can play multiple positions. I expect that he ends up as an offensive tackle or or an offensive lineman after an LDS mission. His father uh, posted on Instagram last night that it, he's kind of reaffirmed his decision to sign with BYU and will sign this week. That's a big get for BYU, considering Utah pushed hard for him in recent days to get his signature because they saw his versatility as an athlete. But BYU will get the legacy prospect. Blake Freeland. Uh, Logan Sagapolu was on campus. He's expected to make his decision at the Polynesian Bowl in January and will not sign until February. It's going to be a three-team race. Utah, Oregon, and BYU for the Sky Ridge High School prospect signature. I would expect that Oregon still leads for him, but Logan Sagapolu, hopefully BYU left him with something to think about. Chase Roberts is another guy that BYU fans are really wondering if he's going to sign with BYU. Uh, By all accounts, he's still favors BYU, but he is headed to the U.S. Army All-American game, and I do wonder if he'll decide, hey, I'm going to sign in February after I really weigh all my options. Uh, I think that would make it tougher for BYU. I'm sure they're pushing to get his signature this week during the early signing period because he is one of the top wide receivers in this class, the American American Fork High School prospect. Uh, Utah has made a big push for him, but we'll see how it shakes out. But I would, I'm guessing at least this is just me guessing I think he's going to let it play out that's just my thought on it and then one other final note is Cade Albright a kid out of San Juan Capistrano High School San Juan Hills down there in southern Utah not southern Utah southern California a good player a pass rusher type similar to what BYU is getting in Michael Daly and Tausili Fiatoa but you can never have too many pass rushers. A six foot five, two hundred and ten pound prospect, a solid three star prospect, according to the twenty four seven Sports Composite. Um, he had a very good visit to BYU. I talked to a couple of people that feel like, uh, despite some increased interest from UCLA and the like, he is probably favoring BYU at this point. The big question is: Is he going to sign in this early signing period? Based on everything I've heard, it doesn't sound like he's going to, but 
the fact that BYU is now in the lead for him is good news because like I said you can never have too many pass rushers especially in this scheme that BYU favors you need to have a guy that can be dominant coming off the edge and that's the type of player that Kate Albright is and he could be a big pickup for the Cougars if they can land him out of Southern California. So there you go. Some of the notes from BYU's big visit weekend. A lot of the other prospects that were committed, expected to sign with BYU. Um, one guy I'm interested to hear about is Eric Ellison. He is the son of former BYU cornerback Chris Ellison. He's a, been playing at a JC this past season. I'm interested to see if he ultimately does get an offer from BYU and if he does sign with the Cougars. Uh, prospect 5'10 and a half, according to the recruiting website, the 24-7 sports site I saw on him, 170 pounds, uh, could play either side of the ball, offense or defense, a running back on offense or a defensive back on defense. If he gets an offer, I would hope that he signs because he could be a big pickup because his versatility is something BYU could utilize. I know a lot of BYU fans are um, anxious about BYU in terms of getting a transfer or a JC guy, both of the wide receiver um, ranks and also at running back. I know that the Cougar coaching staff is going to work hard at this. Some of the JUCO guys they have chased in recent weeks haven't worked out. They've gotten some offers that seem to have swooped in and stolen guys away from when BYU thought that they might be able to, to grab certain prospects, but we'll see how it shakes out. I think the BYU is going to be fine. They've got a lot of wide receivers coming back. They do want to find a guy I'm sure that can go over the top, take the top off a of defense, and that's probably a priority for them. But the running back position, I think, is the bigger priority. Uh, guys like a, guys like an Eric Ellison could be a guy that comes in and plays running back, but we'll see if that is ultimately what, what how it plays out, or if BYU, after this early signing period, finds a JUCO prospect who may not be eligible to come in until June, but could be a difference maker for BYU. I'm sure they'll leave no stone unturned in that regard. All right, there you go. Some of my thoughts on BYU recruiting, the, the big weekend for BYU. We have it covered for you top to bottom here on the Locked on Cougars podcast. Thanks to everyone who's tuned in. Went a little longer than I thought, so um, I wanted to get to one thought from Kalani Satake. He was on with Hans Olsen and Scott Gerard on the Zone Sports Network. I work for the Zone in my day job. For those of you that aren't aware, I'm one of their producers for the station. And he, Coach Kalani Satake was on with Scott E.G. and Hans Olsen. He actually had a very good comment about the recruiting philosophy and if it's changed for him at BYU and we'll play that real quick before we go to break here he had a very interesting take on it so we'll go ahead and play this this is Kalani Satake Friday on the zone I don't know if if, it's like it's been so much of a change as what I'm trying to focus on more you know and 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 as you go through recruiting obviously um, as a coach I want to get the guys that want to be here the most that's what I want you know and um, and in recruiting and all that. I think that what happens with recruiting, everybody gets so caught up in rankings and three-star, four-star, five-star. We, we have so many exceptions to that that I think for me, I'm looking for five-star people and and I can work with that. And, and I've, I've, I've had, I, was, I can work with guys that want to be here and want to progress and want to meet the challenge and want to want to face some difficult things. I mean, um, it's I've said it before, it's hard to be here at BYU, but the reward is 
so refreshing and so nice. Take it from me. Take it from you, Hans. We've been through it, right? And yeah, and um, and uh, for some people, there's their academics is harder than other things. Um, some people football, the demand is harder. Some it's the honor code. But um, we can work on all of that together, and you can play great football here. And uh, for some reason, when you're doing that and you're going through some some tough times together, man, it, it bonds people for life. And and I have great teammates and great friends because of that. I went through that at BYU and. Um, I wouldn't say that it was that hard. You know, I got to play some great football and be around great people. But um, for recruits, what <clears throat> people sit there and point on the things that the restrictions that we have at BYU, and I don't really look at it as strict restrictions. I look at it as filters, and I look at it as like if if a kid wants to go to a school because their weight room is a lot nicer than ours, then they can't play for me. It's okay. I'll be I'll be fine. You know, and I want the guys that want to run through a wall and and want to do everything that that the coach asks them to, and then appreciate their fan base and shows gratitude to, to the opportunities that uh, have been given them and, and knows that, that we're going to play this game with sportsman, sportsmanship and class and that at BYU we're going to play it differently and, and it takes a unique individual to play tough football and knock people down and be physical and then have um, have them extend their hand to help them up and, uh, and and they're unique people and that's what I'm trying to do in recruiting, find those type of guys and I, and I know that uh, people have their opinions, I, I get it, but I've been through here as a player, and I've been a big fan of BYU since I was a baby. And so I think I know a little bit about what it takes to have success here. And as we start putting this together and start uh, looking at our players, and it just can't be limited to only football. There's a lot of things that go to it here. And and um, I think we're, we're starting to really trend the right way with the, with the guys. And start, the guys are starting to appreciate it. And really, when, when things become difficult, they're facing it rather than running from it and uh, making a decision to be a BYU football player. Is uh, there's other places that are a lot easier, yeah, but I, I think that sometimes harder is definitely better. There you go, Kalani Satake. He wants guys who are willing to work, plain and simple. Um, as he acknowledges, BYU is a tough school to get into in the first place. It's not necessarily the easiest program to join, but. Kalani Satake wants guys to embrace what BYU is about, and that's what his recruiting philosophy is. He wants hard things for his guys, and that's not to say he wants to add to the hard factor when it comes to BYU, the academics, the honor code, the like, playing a top-level schedule. He simply wants BYU players to come in and embrace what BYU stands for. So... I like that philosophy. We'll get to some more of Kalani Sitake's comments. He had some great stuff on with Scotty G and Hans Olsen. Thanks to them for letting me use the sound. But we'll come back in a minute here. We need to talk some BYU basketball. A gut punch loss in Las Vegas on Saturday night. Uh, Cougars battling back but coming up short in their pursuit of a win on the road. We'll talk about that next. Before we do that, though, do want to tell you about today's title sponsor on the show, and that is our good friends at All Guard Pest Control, based right here in Utah. That's one of the best things about this company. They have a singular focus on all things pests. Uh, Spiders and mice with the winter ongoing right now, they're going to be working their way inside your home through holes in the foundation, etc. All Guard Pest Control's singular focus is on dealing with pest control issues. You have any issues, they'll come out and take care of it anywhere along the Wasatch Front, Utah County, Salt Lake County, up into Wasatch Counties, even Davis and Weber Counties. Give them a call, 801-851-1812. 
This company, I've said it multiple times, their online reviews are absolutely phenomenal. They use only the safest and best products, and their goal is to make sure you're completely satisfied when it comes to your pest control needs. Cut. Give him a call. Call Seth and his team, 801-851-1812. Any and all pest control issues, All Guard Pest Control is your best bet to get taken care of when it comes to pest control. Once again, that's All Guard Pest Control. Give them a call, 801-851-1812. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. You are locked on Cougars. We are your daily source when it comes to all things BYU news and notes. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the slogan is your team every day. BYU basketball suffering another tough loss Saturday night in Las Vegas at T-Mobile Arena there on the Strip as part of the Neon Hoop Showcase, benefiting coaches versus cancer. Uh, BYU loses 92-90 on a game-winning three by Noah Robotham from the UNLV running Rebels and this game tough loss for BYU but I will give them credit for battling back I was watching a lot of this game first half it just looked like okay BYU is going to get creamed they fell behind by 17 points in the first half Uh, UNLV unconscious from deep 56.3 percent if I'm not mistaken from three point in that first half uh, making nine three-pointers compared to just one for BYU while the Cougars shot 25 percent from the arc in that first half the Cougars didn't shoot it bad overall 45.2 percent in the first half but when you have nine to one in terms of the three-point disparity it's understandable BYU falling behind that large. The second half of the game, I was actually very impressed. BYU kind of clawed their way back into this game, just kept rolling back and never uh, gave up hope in this game. And that's a credit to Dave Rose's team. But the tough part is BYU goes to overtime and they get the lead. Just sheer hard net uh, gives BYU the lead. And then they come down and Noah Robotham knocks down a three-pointer right in BYU's eye and wins it at the buzzer for the UNLV running Rebels. And that's just a tough gut-punch loss for the Cougars. They now have a week to chew on it before they head to face San Diego State this coming Saturday. Uh, That game will be played in San Diego at Viejas Arena at 5 o'clock Mountain Time. It will be televised on CBS Sports Network. And of course, you can hear it on the radio call on the BYU Sports Network. But this loss just adds to my belief that BYU is doomed to miss another NCAA tournament. And that's that's a bummer to say in mid-December. But BYU, if you look at their schedule, what signature win do they have on their schedule right now? Oh, wait. I just don't see it. And you're probably answering, well, what about this? Here's the thing. Watching BYU this this year so far in basketball, every game that I thought could register on a national scale, give them some some pub, Nevada, 
a game like Houston, Illinois State. The big wins, the win over the University of Utah, and let's be real, Utah's not going to the NCAA tournament unless they win the Pac-12. So, plain and simple, BYU season, for all intents and purposes, is shot unless they're going to go out and win the WCC, win the West Coast Conference. The way um, Gonzaga is playing, they've had a couple of high-profile losses in recent weeks, but that doesn't mean that Gonzaga is any less of a team. They're still a top 10 team. And I would expect the BYU is not going to beat them at least two times, if not three times. That would mean they would have to win once maybe in the regular season and then get into a conference tournament and win that game in a potential semifinal or final against the Bulldogs. I just don't see it happening. I don't see BYU getting an at-large bid. Let's say if they beat a team like Mississippi State two Saturdays out, uh, they go to Starkville to face off against Mississippi State, that would be a big win. That would be one you could add to your resume. But one non-conference big win does not a season make, especially when it comes to the NCAA tournament. So unless something really changes and the Power 5 teams as well as the uh, the other I guess so-called mid-major teams don't have a lot of teams that are quality teams out there down this final stretch of the season, the final couple of months here. It looks like it's going to be another 0 for season in terms of BYU making it to the NCAA tournament. And that's, that, that is a bummer for BYU fans. And a lot of BYU fans are frustrated with the Cougars, Dave Rose's team at this point. And I'm frustrated too. I, I plain and simple. This is a team that's got plenty of talent on. There's a lot of top, top 100, 150 prospects on this team. Some of them are young guys like Connor Harding and a Gavin ba- Gavin Baxter. But BYU does not have a signature win. It doesn't mean that they're a bad team. It just means that their resume, when it comes to the NCAA tournament resume committee or the NCAA committee, when it looks at BYU's resume, come early March, I just don't think it's going to add up and get BYU warranted into a, a one of the 68 spots in the NCAA tournament, first four out, etc. I just don't see BYU making it at this point. If they beat San Diego State this weekend, which is a highly thought of Mountain West team, and then you go beat an SEC team on the road like Mississippi State, okay, then we can discuss a little bit further. But even then, it's still a dicey proposal at best. UNLV is not a great team this year, and to lose to them on a buzzer beater, I know the NCAA tournament looks more at how teams lost than just cut and dried win-loss. Still, though, a loss to a what was a four and four UNLV team now five and four. I just don't see the resume for the Cougars, and and that's tough to say because I would like to see BYU have a chance to make it back to the NCAA tournament, but it looks like it may have to hold off for another year. We'll see if that ultimately comes out to to, to be true. We, I, they still have a couple of months to prove me wrong. But based on everything I've seen so far, I just don't see where BYU is going to make it as an at-large team at this juncture. If some catastrophic injuries were to hit uh, hit a team like Gonzaga, excuse me, maybe that changes the conversation. But even then, it's just a tough proposal for BYU to think off they can rattle off 
let's say, 20 straight wins, beat Gonzaga multiple times, beat St. Mary's multiple times. The West Coast Conference as a whole right now is a whole lot better. Pacific's a team that was very good last year. Uh, Portland's improving. Santa Clara's on the come up. Pepperdine and San Francisco, okay. San Francisco started off hot this year. I'm not convinced that they're everything they're cracked up to be. Same with Loyola Marymount, a team that started off very good, was top 10 in the net ratings when they first debuted, but I'm not sure that they're everything they're cracked up to be. But the one thing I can say, though, is that the West Coast Conference has never been more competitive in the time that BYU's been in this conference. So they're going to be in plenty of battles when it comes to the conference season. San Diego, the travel partner, has given BYU fits in recent years as well. So tough proposal. BYU losing on a dagger at the buzzer at UNLV and just sinks them even further when it comes to an at-large resume for the potential NCAA bid that they are looking for. I, and I, Like I said, I, I hate to say that in mid-December that BYU is out of the running for NCAA tournament berth. But everything I've seen so far is that BYU doesn't really have a signature win on the resume because the big win of the season is over your rival Utah, a team that likely isn't making the NCAA tournament this year either. All right, so there you go. Some of my thoughts on BYU basketball. They're back in action this Saturday at Viejas Arena, renewing acquaintances with the, with the San Diego State Aztecs. And we'll have it covered for you right here on Locked On Cougars. Always fun when you see these old Mountain West rivals come. The fans still remember BYU from their days in the conference. And it's it, it brings up a lot of good memories. I know that the show down there at San Diego State doesn't necessarily have the uh, greatest of feelings towards BYU. They weren't, of of course, the nicest uh, group of fans that BYU has ever encountered. But I think BYU players, if you talk to them that played in that Mountain West era, miss that with the West Coast Conference when some of these gyms have got 1,000 people in them. They miss going to Viejas and having thousands upon thousands of fans just booing and hissing at you all game long. And that'll be a fun game. So we'll have it covered for you later this week as we get ready for that, in addition to a bowl game for BYU football. A busy week ahead unlocked on cougars but couldn't be more excited to be with you each and every day as we cover it for you all right we will take our penultimate timeout here on the show come back catch up on everything else you need to know when it comes to the byu athletic department and get you up to date with quick hits before we do that though do need to tell you about one of today's sponsors on the show and that is one of our favorites it is sling tv sling tv is here to help you get all of the college football and college sports you can handle the bowl season kicked off over the weekend if you missed any games well Sling TV is here to help you catch up on all those games. For just $30 a month, you get the ESPN networks, Pac-12 networks, SEC network, and more. You can stream it on your big screen TV. Take it with you on your mobile apps as well. You take it on your phone or your tablet. That's the best part when it comes to your ability to watch with Sling TV. There are no useless channels. There's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees. You know exactly what you're paying right up front, and you pick the channel lineup you want. Sling TV makes it easy for you, and you can cancel it at any time for any reason. Locked on Cougars listeners, you guys can get a seven-day free trial to see if Sling TV is the right option for you by going to slingit.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Check it out. Get that seven-day free trial and see if it's the right option for you. Once again, that's sling.com slash locked on. Sling TV coming to provide you with all the sports content you can handle right here on Locked On Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. 
And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for joining me on this Monday edition of the show. As you wrap things up today, kind of a look ahead to later this week, we'll be catching up with BYU defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki. Had a chance to speak with him after practice. Uh, the Cougars, of course, are headed to Boise today to kick off the week ahead with the famous Idaho Potato Bowl on tap. So we'll be uh, keeping you updated on everything going on up there. We'll also have some more comments from Kalani Sitake and his conversation with Hans Olsen and Scott Gerard, he had some good things to say about um, the situation with the running backs heading into this bowl game. Also, some of his thoughts on facing Western Michigan. So we'll have that all for you later this week as well. Well, I also had a chance to talk with BYU fullback Braden L. Bakri, and we'll play that conversation later this week. So plenty of BYU football content to come this week. Just wanted to keep you guys updated on what you can look forward to on Locked on Cougars this week. As we close out today's show, wanted to update you. BYU women's basketball, back at home for the first time in over a month, had a big game game from Shaylee Gonzalez, a career-high 29 points. She led BYU women's basketball to a 51-42 win over Colorado State at the Marriott Center. Well, 29 of your team's 51 points. Yeah, that's absolutely incredible. But congratulations to Shaylee Gonzalez on the season high there. A good win for BYU women's basketball to get back in the saddle. They'll be back at home this Friday. It's a noon Mountain Time tip-off, so you could go out to this game, catch it before the BYU football game were to start there at the Marriott Center. They'll be taking on Northern Colorado, and the game will be broadcast streaming on the W.TV. So there you go. Uh, the quick hits for you. Not necessarily as much to report on today. Oh, one other note I do need to note is that BYU uh, men's and women's track and field had their two-day BYU December invite at the Smith Fieldhouse last weekend. And by all reports, it went well for BYU um, at Stone, saying it was a great meet because we saw the work that the coaches and athletes have been putting in all fall come to fruition. Uh, Jacob Fouts uh, actually matched his career best and took first in the men's weight throw with a distance of 63 feet uh, 6.25 inches. It's one of the best performances of his career, like I said, a career high, but it's also top 10 in BYU history. And then All-American Andreas Stapleton-Johnson started off her season by clearing 5 feet 11.75 inches in the high jump. Uh, she hit 6 foot. Uh, she'll need to hit... She said... She hit six foot last year to qualify for the NCAA Indoor Championship, so she's not far off that mark already in the first meet of the season. So by all accounts, a good meet for BYU. A lot of athletes getting work, and they'll be getting ready for their indoor season coming up in January. All right, there you go. Some of the news and notes when it comes to quick hits for you. We'll have it all covered for you all week long. Everything that comes out about BYU because we are your daily source for all things BYU news. Thanks again for joining me. It's been a blast to bring this to you each and every day. Uh, once again, today's sponsors on the show are good friends at All Guard Pest Control. Give them a call, 801-851-1812 for any and all of your pest control needs. You also can check out Sling TV, one of the other today's sponsors. Sling.com slash locked on. Get a seven-day free trial. 
Uh, fantastic opportunity to see if it's the right television option for you. So you can check that out, sling.com slash locked on. All right, we will be back tomorrow. Thanks again for joining me. This has been the Monday edition of Locked on Cougars for December 17th, 2018. Have a great day. Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.